Welcome to Talking Turns with Lacey and George, where we take turns talking and the talk takes a turn. I'm George Knapp. And I'm Lacey Polka Dot Princess Atkinson. Just a friendly reminder, this podcast contains mature content, adult themes, language, and George who has no filter. So get those youngsters out of the room or choose not to listen yourself if you find adult language offensive. This podcast is intended for adults only. And hello again. So today's topic is all about all things B, specifically birds, butts, and bumper stickers, but I'm sure we'll probably get into some other crap as well. So this is George Knapp. Lacey, Polka Dot Princess Atkinson. Hey, so we're sharing a microphone today. Don't ask why. Just go with the flow. That's George, what we're trying to do. George feels awkward because he has to look me in the eye today. We don't have a partition in between us. Yeah, and that's just, just not my thing. That's just not my thing. Okay, we'll moving right along. Okay. So tell us something about birds, Lazy. All right, so. Well, you've done extensive research on birds. I really, it was not extensive. I just used the um, noodle search and found a few things that were interesting that I learned that I did not know. I did not realize that birds don't have teeth. They used to have teeth. But they don't have teeth anymore. Did you know that, George? I know that now. You did not know that before? Seriously? Well, birds don't have teeth. They have beaks. And they eat gravel and stuff. And they have a that's why they have a gizzard because that grounds up the food. Right. But I thought they at least, I mean, like I was afraid to put my finger in their mouth because I thought they were going to bite me. With well, they have teeth. really hard jaw strength. So they can still bite your finger off. Okay. So it's just like cartilage stuff. It's just like one giant massive tooth. But don't they have. It's on a hinge. Don't they have like ridges on them? No. But it's not, they don't have ridges on them. Well, I'm sure they, some of them have roughy kind of stuff. I haven't gotten yeah. really close to birds in my life. Okay. See, that's one thing that I did see, not that's what I know what a gizzard's for. I knew that, I knew they didn't have teeth because I knew what a gizzard was. Can you tell me a little bit about bird poop, George? I do know that growing up in the city, one time I had a chest x-ray and somebody said, did you grow up in an urban area? And I'm like, why would you say that? They said, because your lungs have the pigeon shade, they called it. Oh, my. And I'm like, what the hell's pigeon shade? And they're like, well, if you live in a city that has a lot of pigeons and you inhale pigeon poop a lot, Ooh. you get this, like, shade in your lungs. Oh, George, It's very that's descriptive. Gross. Now, I don't even know if that's true. I have not noodled that to see if it's a true thing, but I'm just saying, pigeon poop. We're going to have to research that for sure. All right. What is your favorite bird? Ooh, that's an easy one. Crows, ravens, whatever you want to call them, blackbirds. You always pick black animals. I mean, I'm not saying you're racist or anything, but go ahead with the crows. Okay, so first of all. <laughs> Tell me more about it. Well, okay, so Edgar Allan Poe is my favorite American poet. He would be. The Dark Raven is my favorite poem of his. Thank you very much. That's number one. Number two, crows, They a group of crows is called a murder, which I find fascinating. And also quite humorous because there's a meme that was going around on a while back that had like two crows on a park bench and it's like attempted murder. So that was um, a fake laugh. Yeah, I got that. The other thing about crows are crows are super intelligent. They're the smartest of all the birds and they can solve problems and they can even use tools. And they did some research and realized that crows keep their young longer than any other bird. Really? How long? I don't know. That's a trick question. Not a trick question. That's a good question. Oh, see, George asked me to do research. I reckon about a year. I think it was a it was a long ass time because most birds they you know they um, fledge they fledge they fledge within a week or five weeks or two weeks or some small number but we're talking about they fledge very late and they stay in family units. The whole point of that is to say that they're smarter because they hang around people and they learn from people, not people. I mean, they hang around other birds. <laughs> 
people. They're people. All animals. I, I, I personify all animals are personified. That's my thing. So they hang around each other and their aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody. And so they learn a lot more. So that's why they think they're smarter because they have a much more complex social structure and they stay in the nest longer. So like most mammals do and primates do, and that's why primates tend to be smarter, et cetera, et cetera. Dolphins are the same. They're smart dogs. So animals that tend to group and the animals that tend to spend more time with their children before they kick them out, in theory, the children are smarter. Now, but based well, on my based on my personal experience, right, based on my personal experience, I'm you're not opening a can now, George. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure. And we're talking about birds. How yeah. ironic! And you know. You so, what's your favorite you know. bird, Lacey? Not I'm going to let I'm going to let you guess, guess on that because I'm so, as my daughter says, basic. What do you think my favorite bird is? Okay, so it's either going to be a robin, negative, or it's going to be something really flashy like a peacock, absolutely, or a peahen. Yes. Also, people don't realize that a peacock, and I mean, all male birds are cocks and all female birds are hens. Right. But, you know, for some reason, they have peacock because he's got the flash. I mean, that's the cool thing about birds, too. In the bird world, guys get to be the flashy show-offs, and women are boring. Like even cardinals. My grandfather's favorite bird was a cardinal, and female cardinals are just basic brown. I don't know. I've seen guys that seem pretty flashy to attract women. I mean, I think my husband, when when we, like, first started dating, I think he was kind of flashing his... burger, really? Yeah, I think he was flashing his wings a little bit. Mm. I think he was kind of displaying his feathers. He was working out, and, you know, he had highlights in his hair, much like a peacock feathers, you know. Um, But I did not know they were called peons, which I think is a funny name. Um, Let's talk about wings. I did not know that wings were evolved from forearms. Yeah, you know, those little tiny... Um, T-Rex arms that people make fun of. Yeah. Those little tiny T-Rex arms became became wings. That was fascinating for me yeah. to learn that. Because I didn't think about birds being alive during the same time as dinosaurs. For some reason, that just did not cross my mind. And that the reason they survived was because they could get to cooler areas. Is that is this true? Do you know much about this? Well, I, I don't know any birds personally that lived back in those days. And, they, and the ones that have, that do not speak to me. But, yes, the science <laughs> would indicate. Science would indicate... <laughs> That uh, being able to deal with um, climactic change because of elevation and other stuff. So, you know, there's different ways to get cool. One way is to go higher. Right. And one way is the earth gets cooler. So either way, it's the same. So they can deal with that. Um, Also, size has a big thing. I mean, oxygen content and things like that. So birds being typically smaller and lighter because they have to be to fly. It makes sense. And they rapidly adapted and continued to, you know, evolve. Into the birds that we know of today. I don't think we'd probably recognize the birds of 100 million years ago, but... There was a but bird there were birds. called an elephant bird. Mm-hmm. And obviously it is extinct today. Did it have really big ears in a trunk, or is it just really large? That's it why was just large. 1,600 pounds. It's a big fucking bird. That is a big bird. Of course it was flightless. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope so. That I would be a fucking B fifty two goddamn bomber, man. That would be scary. That'd be some shit. And if that pooped on you, that oh, would be... Oh, my God. That would, you'd have that more would, than lung problems. That would cover the whole car. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so sea birds have this really cool thing that they can drink seawater and they can ex- expel the salt through their nostrils. Yeah, so they do like kind of what people would call a filtration system. You know, I forget what the hell it's called. It's got some fancy ass name, but basically it's a filtration system. Right. And so, yeah. So how much longer could we survive if we had that adaptation? A long time. A long freaking time. Another thing. Or we could just 
build a little filter system just mocking their technology and not have to adapt or evolve to it. Just to actually just have a little jar that you put seawater in one end and nice water and comes out the other. fresh water comes yeah. out. I think we probably have those, but you don't have them in an emergency situation when you need them. But another cool adaptation that I learned about birds is that some of them can use one side of their brain while they are flying and the other side can be asleep. So kind of like South Carolina drivers. When exactly. they're driving, they use one side of their brain and it's the part that it doesn't involve um, driver's ed. Right. And then they use another and then they sleep with the other part. So that explains the lack of turn signals, the high traffic accident rates in the state, and the fact that I scream constantly at people. But could you imagine how, how well rested you could be and how much more you could get done if like half of your brain could be asleep? Some of the time. Yeah, but I know a lot of humans that have their brains asleep some of the time and they get less done and they're irritating. So do you know which bird it is that can do that? It's a specific kind. Well, I know that long flight birds can do that. I know that the long, the long flight bird I'm most, that most people are familiar with is an albatross. But I think there's one or two birds that actually are, have longer distance flights than albatross do. But right. albatross is one of them. The swift is the one okay. that does that uses half of its brain. And, you know, I did some research on the the bar-tailed godlets can fly up to 6,300 miles nonstop. So that's the longest flight for birds. That's impressive. So how far away would that be from here, George? So I was just in New Zealand last month. In New Zealand, I think the flight from Houston to Auckland was like 7,400 miles. So basically that's flying from, you know, that'd be flying from maybe like, let's say, uh, Baja Peninsula to... New Zealand or... I get tired walking to the mailbox, George. That's freaking far. I mean, the earth, the the circumference of the earth is roughly 24,000 miles. So, I mean, yeah, that's a quarter quarter of the way around the earth, roughly. He would have Well, yeah, the earth turns at 1,000 miles an hour, 24-hour day, just average. I mean, those aren't correct exact numbers, but they're good rules of thumb. Okay. So, here's another one. How do birds navigate where they're going? So, my guess would be... A combination of magnetic field, um, sunrise, sunset, and probably certain large stars or constellations. That'd be my guess. Did you look at my paper, George? I did not look at your paper. I think you looked at my paper. I did not. I swear you did. No, I've watched I, Nat Geo like since I was four years old, okay, before well, Nat Geo even came out. I sent the papers to George. I used to Brooklyn. watch Nat Geo when it was in a magazine. Oh, like paper it. magazine? You held it in your it. hands? My aunt always got me a subscription to National Geographic, so... That's a really cool gift. Speaking of ants, did you know that some birds actually have a symbiotic relationship with ants? Can you possibly imagine what they have to do with each other? Hmm. Well, if you said symbiotic, that tips me off because if you would have said they just have a relationship, I know that people go to the wheat seed and feed, weed and seed feed and whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> down the road and they buy, the grain store. And they buy Cornish hens. And put them in their yard to eat fire ants. So if you didn't say symbiotic, I would have said the relationship they have with them is their food. Wrong. But that's not symbiotic. Right. Okay. So symbiosis is typically like uh, feeder fish. You know, they follow sharks. They clean their gills and stuff like that. So they probably clean them or something. Yes. So See, there are I'm so taking knowledge from one species and applying it to another. That is so interesting. That's called generalization. Yes. I love it. That's a trait that humans have. Yes. Yes, we do. I don't know if birds do. Maybe they do. Um, I think ravens might. Possibly. Possibly, but I I found out that some birds use ants to help clean their feathers, and I thought that would cool. be a really fun thing to watch. So I'm gonna have to noodle that. Okay, noodle I'll is skip our it. 
Noodles are a phrase for um, looking Go- up Google. on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, did you know that females can have sperm storage that lasts up to 100 days? Did not know that. Now, what would that mean for humans? Well, and how I know there's other, an- I've heard of other animals, again, on certain channels on the TV that deal with nature. That there's other female species of other types of animals that do also do the same thing. And apparently they can kind of select who they want their baby daddy to be. Like they'll carry three or four different little bags or pouches of sperm. <laughs> and then they'll just like somehow, I don't know how they select. Like this one was somehow, the cutest? Like I don't know how they remember. This which baby daddy from, bee yeah, bought me flowers. I know, right? I don't know. But uh, who dance the best, whatever. And then they just. Prettiest yeah, feathers. And they just release it. And that's pretty cool. It's amazing. Okay. So, I mean, that helps, I guess, for like times when either weather or something prevents them from mating in the normal time they mate. So, they can impregnate themselves at the right time. Because you want to get or have your babies at the best time. So, you know, that's one of those things where if, you know, you you happen to get get busy and then something changes in the weather or the place you normally nest, you don't want to be immediately like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I have to, I'm going to have this baby. You can say, hey, I'm cool. I can. You can wait. I can wait. I think that would be great for... um Humans to be able to do. That's for our next episode. <laughs> that would be nice. Okay. Um, I was surprised to find that homosexual behavior has been observed in some birds. That George is looking at that his That doesn't watch. surprise me. It's because I didn't want it to make a noise. Uh, unlike, okay. Unlike your typing. Oh, sorry about that. And your mention of my watch that's right. going to have to be edited. It doesn't have I'm to be edited. I'm trying to minimize. Since I do the editing, I try to minimize the amount of editing that's we are, required. We are real people with real lives. They understand. With real problems. With real problems. Anyway, so, so <laughs> not, not to get back up on the subject, of because people, are, I'm sure, <laughs> are so fascinated by our bird talk. <laughs> Homosexual birds. Have you ever been to a drag show? Lots of feathers. That's all I'm going to say. I love it. I think it's fantastic. So it makes perfect sense to me. Okay. My last thing is going to be, how Not do you feel? Not that everybody dresses in drag is gay, but let's be honest. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. It's a very in-depth conversation. And I think it would be a great one for us to have for Pride Month. Um, Go ahead. Okay. So there are gardens with birds in cages that people attend. Tend, they attend gardens. They go to gardens to listen to the bird song. How do you feel about that, George? Bad. So, do you know why the cage bird sings? The, the the biggest fear the bird has is the cage door opening, because then it has to make a choice. While it's caged, it doesn't get to make a choice. And so, it's easy to blame the person who has the keys to the cage for your plight. Right. But once that door's open, you have no way to blame it yourself. So, we're getting deep into... Um, it's Maya Angelou. She's a great thinker. Yeah. And poet. I, I don't necessarily like birds in cages it makes me sad but i don't like any animals in cages i don't like little kids at the border in cages but again that's another show for another time but but wait but wait there's our next subject but wait is butts so george why did you choose butts for us to talk to as the letter b um well originally when i was just spouting b words Another anatomy part came out, and then I thought, well, that was sexist. Boobs. And so, boobs. Thank you. I said, well, what's what's kind of gender neutral? Well, everybody's got a butt. It'd be fun to talk about. Because I don't really have one. I mean, I have a butt. Everybody has a butt. I've been told that women are attracted to guys with nice butts, whatever a nice butt is. And that find, I find that interesting because I've had a few girlfriends in my life, and I have basically no butt. So there must be something more to me than, oh, than George my lack says of butt. he's had a few girlfriends in his life. Just a few. So I don't know. So you tell me, 
what's okay. So really, I think because I mean, from a guy's perspective, obviously, it's an evolutionary thing, right? I mean, hips more than butts. It's, it's kind of like to waist it's, ratio. It's, yeah, it's totally about how fertility. Many, how many babies can you push out, right? Without dying or killing the baby, right? And but for women, so what's the you know what's a what's a guy with a nice butt, quote unquote? I I think the interest in that has to do with the fact that the butt is the largest muscle in your body to work against gravity. So if a male has large muscles, women are more attracted because they feel like they will be better provided for. So again, it goes back to that, you know, caveman, cave woman. Yeah, yeah, all the way back. And yeah, yeah. okay. So I'm going to bring up part of Freud's Madonna whore complex. I'm not a big fan of Freud. Okay. More or less, I have. I mean, it's with all of his other complexes, you know. So that relates to butts because it means that it says that a man couldn't be in a long-term loving relationship as well as see a woman as a sexual partner or a sex toy. Therefore, men are more attracted to women with butts because they can have sex in positions where they see the butt and don't have to engage in the emotional display of the woman's face while procreating. So it's kind of like my discomfort of looking at you while I'm talking on exactly. a podcast. Exactly. And I look George even dead this, in the eye though, when I said my, this. My podcast, well, I, I'm kind of creating a podcast. It's not procreation, but it is a part of me. <laughs> it's part of me being shared with the world. So, okay, fair enough. So I can't look you in the eye while we're podcasting. It was very funny. Very funny <laughs> for me funny. To, to... Fuck you, Freud. So this is why I don't like Freud. I've never liked him. He's a, he was an overrated piece of shit. And this just proves it. Okay. Men are attracted not to the butt itself, but the spinal curvature. And that yeah. specific degree is 45.5. Right. 45.5 degrees. Degrees. It's the perfect. So, so basically, Nicki Minaj is probably like... <laughs> 38 degrees and I'm oh, and I'm and I'm like three degrees so if you average Nicki Minaj in my ass you have the perfect ass all right well okay so I thought that men would notice butts as oh, George absolutely. is mentioning this yeah I love butts do you, I mean I'm is that butt man really is that oh. one of the first things you notice well it depends which direction they're walking oh my god I mean, if they're walking toward me it's not the first thing I notice right I mean, okay. I'm an eye guy too. I like eyes and hair. Okay. So that's kind of youth. So you see, so again, I'd still blame the whole Did you lizard say youth? brain. Youth. I say it's the whole lizard brain thing, right? right? So if a woman has nice hair and pretty sparkly eyes, they tend to look more fertile. Right. And then the butt again is more of the functionality of the fertility. You know, it's not the so there's a there's a couple things that come into play for fertility. One is youth strength, you know, whatever. And the other is, is physical build. So if you can package those two together, so you kind of have a fresh looking young face with pretty eyes and nice hair and good complexion. And then you have a body that's very curvy. Then it's like, boom, boom, damn, that's, that's two for two. Let's make babies. George is looking me in the eye when he Let's says this and it's babies. very awkward and uncomfortable so for now who's to describe. So now who's uncomfortable? Oh my God. Okay. So the order men notice features. Okay. I looked it up. Okay. You looked up. You were pretty close to Allegedly. It. Allegedly. Based on studies. Okay. Eyes. You right. got that one down. Okay. The next one is breasts. I'm I mean, not saying no. I'm not going to deny. Okay. Then the smile. Yeah, right. Then the hair. Okay. Then the weight, which that surprised me because I would have thought weight would have been way up higher on that. Then the woman's style and then their butt. Hmm. So I would, I, yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a statistical study because I'm one person. 
Right. So I understand right. how science works. Right. I would I would toss out smile. I would toss out <laughs> style for sure. Great, George. I, I definitely That's toss nice. out smile and style. George doesn't give a fuck how you dress. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. In fact, the less the less is more. Oh so my I'm god. Concerned. No, I don't mean that way. I, of course, yeah, naked's okay, but I mean I mean less is more as in sometimes a t-shirt and sweatpants is sexy. Sometimes. He says that because I'm I'll wearing, just, I'm wearing, I know, just, I'm wearing pajamas just, for this podcast, right, y'all. Right. Just so you know, I, I wore pajamas today. Um, and it's really fun because I can record something in pajamas. Here's a question for you. Go. Why does butt hair exist? Why does butt hair exist? Well, first of all, I wish it did because <laughs> it's really fucking irritating. Um, I'd have to say... <laughs> It is. I mean, I like a clean wipe, right? I like, I'm a boudet guy. If I had a choice, I would live in France and have a boudet instead of using goddamn, goddamn toilet paper. I mean, you know, nobody likes shit stuck to their ass, especially their ass hairs. This is something George apparently has a big issue with. Yeah, I just, I, in fact, I several times a year shave a lots of different places, and that's one of the places. This is um, a great podcast so, for us to sit so, right so, across from each other during. So. So imagine me shaving my ass. Anyway, oh, so oh my god, um, butts are warm. So I reckon just the the whole purpose of hair in general is to help you maintain your body temperature. So I would say that butt hair is also part of that function because your ass, you not your ass, your the plural your ass, um, our asses as a species are are warm. Every ass I've ever touched is warm. The, the, according the to say, according to studies that I looked up. Because I like looking up medical butt studies hair. and information. The, the great and butt hair study of, of 1997. Last night or this morning at like 4 a.m., I'm on my computer trying to figure out why butt hair exists. And the only thing that we could come up with as an answer, I say we, that just means me. Um, because I was all by myself in my room looking this stuff up while my husband slept. Is because of chafing. They think that perhaps it decreases chafing. I disagree. I think it could increase, increase it because chafing. it holds. Yeah, no, it's it's probably just some legacy fucking gene from our common ancestor with other primates. And you know, as a joke, the universe said, you know, we're going to let these people evolve to the point where they can kill themselves with nuclear weapons. And oh, by the way, also butt hair. <laughs> <laughs> just to be bitchy just about to, it, right? Just to be a dick. I just want you to know that I found out. That some turtles breathe through their butts. I know some people that breathe through their butts. <laughs> or at least it sounds like they do. <laughs> I think it sounds like I am right now because I'm leaning over. Um, did you know there's such thing as gluteal amnesia? I have you, gluteal amnesia right now, George. Because you've been sitting on that wooden chair and your butt's falling asleep. Exactly. Yes. So when that happens, the muscles weaken and it causes you to have back pain. It's also called dead butt syndrome. Anyway, that was one of our other bees and we're going to talk about other bees now we're going to talk about bumper stickers george what bumper stickers do you have i don't have any bumper stickers because i think they're stupid why is that well okay i don't really think they're stupid in and of themselves i think they're emblematic of our society who always wants um simple answers to complex problems so political slogans, for example, you know, they need to be reduced to a bumper sticker. And even, and actually I even said this this weekend in a political discussion I was having with a good friend of mine that the Democratic Party needs to have a slogan that can fit on a bumper sticker because people have no 
an electoral capacity anymore, the voter, the voter, quote unquote. And some people get pissed off when I say that and say, well, you know, you're just dumbing down the whole world and blah, blah, blah. Well, we need to boil it down I'm, forwards. I'm, I'm pragmatic. Right. The fact is people are fucking stupid. Yeah. So if you want to win elections, be stupid. But having said that, the reason I that's also the reason I hate bumper stickers, even though I think that the Democratic Party should have a slogan that fits on one. Right. I think that, you know, no problem, no problem is simple. I mean, I deal with problems every day at work. Society has tons of problems. No problem is so simple that you can fix it with a bumper sticker. So, so what would your four you know, words be that would fit on a bumper sticker for the Democratic Party? See, now you're – because I didn't even get to why I hate my, – my most hated bumper sticker is the coexist one. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. If we If you want to, or I, we don't have to. Oh, no, we can that. get to it. Kick Trump's ass. Three words. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, we're having all this big discussion about, you know, the left, the far left, the ultra left, the socialist Democrats, the Democratic Socialists, the blah, 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 the moderates, the never Trumpers, the maybe Trumpers, the sort of, and it's like, okay, what's the one thing everybody agrees on? And the one thing everybody agrees on is, okay, first, first priority is to beat Trump. Okay, so then let's says, fucking do that. When so he says beat, if he it means takes if it takes Uncle Joe politically, so FBI, please do not contact George. He did not threaten the president and does not wish to harm him physically in any way. Well, that last part's is probably not true, but the first part's all true. Okay, I wish a lot of things that I wouldn't actually do, but anyway. So yeah, I feel like you need a lot of disclaimers, so, George. No, I don't. What about monograms? How do you feel about monograms in the South? They're, Silly. They're but, all over the place, right? Yeah, they're ubiquitous. So I don't. I mean, I'm not going to judge an entire um, part of the country based on one behavior. Yeah, I just find it weird. Why do you think it's more in the South than anywhere else? Because people have identity issues, and so it's a way to resolve those. Pretty deep. Or they're maybe they're just really proud of how pretty their initials look. I, I doubt that's the no. case. Okay. What about the stick figures on the back of the cars? How do you feel about those? You've seen them. You know, uh, I like them more than you moving the chair around, and I have to oh edit the sound okay. out. Okay. People, again, it's not thundering here. That's the chair moving on the floor. Anyway. Right. That's because I have um, dead butt syndrome. Yeah. She might have dead syndrome before this podcast it's is over. It's possible. Just plain old dead syndrome. <laughs> Y'all dead? It was um, southern dead. What was the question Stick again? Stick figures. Stick figures. You've oh, seen um, them. I've seen some, and some of them are cute. Like, you know, they have the mom and the dad and the three kids and a dog and a cat. You know? Right. End of story. So Some of them are cute. To say about them. Some of them okay, are cute. My theory is if I have on my vehicle the mom and the dad, the three kids, and the dog, and somebody wants to come steal my children, then, and they and they leave one behind, you're gonna right. be like, God damn it! There were three. Clearly, there were three on the on exactly. the on the sticker, yes. and you only took two. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Exactly. What kind of half ass? And then you left the dog. What, what kind of half ass human trafficking? program are you fucking running when you can't take all the kids that's what i'm saying okay so okay. i i put this down on my list of things to discuss and we kind of covered it um but i just wanted to see your face when i said make make america great is it make america great or make again america, again maga yeah i just wanted to he has a death stare right now make america great again so when you see that on a vehicle how does it make you feel? i've seen it on a dead body Really? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's not get into that on yeah. this podcast. But how does it so, make you feel to see that bumper sticker? It doesn't make me feel anything okay. other than sad. Okay. Because? Because it's, again, it's a, an attempt to solve complex issues with bullshit Simple. phraseology. Okay. First of all, the question is, 
Was America ever great? And it's going to get a lot of people pissed off. Oh, my God. And then the next question is, if it was, is it still? And so does it have to be again? So there's a lot of open questions that that raises. And so the assumption is that one person can make a country of 317 million people with the world's largest economy and the world's largest by a factor of 17 uh, military force, um, not people in the military, but actual weaponry. Great. And the answer is, fuck no. Great. One person can't. Right. And great's also subjective. So, I mean, the whole, the whole, every word in there, the make, make again and the whole great, it's just, it's just, it's just bullshit. It's crap. It's garbage. It's like me saying, blah, 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 blah. Same thing. So I haven't. So having scribble scribble. I just kind of just shake my head and keep driving. Pet peeve of mine is this. I think he's called Calvin Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. It's a cartoon. Okay. So I'm not familiar with the cartoon. The pissing. Yes. Why is that such an interesting thing to people? And why do they put it on their vehicles? Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Talk about correlations between butt size and intelligence, butt fat and intelligence. Yes. I wonder if there's a correlation between MAGA stickers and pissing Calvin stickers. Mm. Don't answer. No. Just think. Okay. On the back of a vehicle, uh, in the car line, there is, uh, and I won't say the name at all, but, and I've seen it many times. There is a picture or a name of someone and it says, in memory of so-and-so, on the back of the car. Right. I mean, people can put what they want, but, and it's sad that your relative died or your friend died and you missed that person. In fact, again, there's a situation where a person showed up at a place I was at recently that had a person's name and memorial on their vehicle, literally put it on the day after the person passed away. Do you and think I found it odd. I mean, or just the way some people cope. Yeah, Maybe like similar to getting attacked. I mean, the joke in this house is when we watch like the first forty-eight or whatever. You know, we always say we should start a t-shirt shop because, unfortunately, victims of violence usually end up getting their picture and name on a t-shirt. This is true, and that's sad to capitalize on other people's misery. But it happens all the time. I know. So, um, what about putting stickers? Of but see, I don't even like headstones and stuff. Like when I, I'm going to be cremated and my ashes are going to just be dumped and then that's it. What about places you've visited? What about the people who have the, the three letter, like, okay, Outer Banks. Outer Banks. This, yeah. That's, that's that. just being, that's just being, oh, look where I've been. Look at, you know, I'm a traveler, blah, blah, blah. I think that's more of a, that's less about revering the place they were at, I you think. And show offing. Yeah. Maybe. You know. See, Rusty wanted to collect those for a little so while. It's like posting on, you know, it's it's like posting on social media every little thing that happens in your life because Which I sometimes do. I choose not to. <laughs> and the reason I choose not to, and people do things for different reasons. Some people that I, we know and love do it because they are very good at um, capturing moments in right. still shots. Yes. And so, you know, if it's a really good picture, maybe you want to post it because you're proud of the picture or the picture's nicer. The picture often brings pleasure to other people. So that's okay, I guess. But I choose often to things that have, that are very impactful to me that I enjoy the most. I choose not to post those because you I want to keep those. That's yourself. what I have a brain for. Okay. A brain is a very powerful memory tool. The, I think I, I can agree with that because I feel like the older I get, the more I put down the camera or the phone mm-hmm. and actually just enjoy the force moment. myself to be present in yes. the moment. 
Isn't that funny how BBB ended up being in a a conversation about being present in the moment? Yeah, it is. So as a nurse, there are many people who uh, put nurse stickers on their car. Yeah, because they're proud of their profession. And unfortunately, you know, this goes back to my whole social theory of injustice. Nurses, first responders, EMTs, cops, teachers, all the important jobs get paid shit. And they have to, or I shouldn't say have to, but some people feel ob- obligated to either support themselves or their coworkers with pumping up, you know, hey, us nurses are awesome or firefighters are awesome or whatever are awesome because a society doesn't value them as much as they value basketball players. Let me tell you why I don't put a nurse so, sticker on my car. Because you don't want people to bug you for medical advice. Exactly. And because if I accidentally drive past an yeah, you accident. you can get into trouble because you have a. I don't want to be held responsible yeah. because I didn't stop. Right. Or if, you know, if I feel like the environment is not a safe one for me to do the Good Samaritan Act, then. Yeah. Seen safe first. That's, that's, you're trained in that. So that's okay. Right. That's so, a fair decision to make. But, you know, that's my own personal decision. But if I have nurse written all over my car. Then somebody can yeah. say, hey. Hey, this nurse drove by and I was bleeding to death and what the fuck. Tag number, right. whatever. So there goes my license for that. But okay. My final thing about bumper stickers. I do have one that says my child is a junior scholar. And I have one that says my child is on the honor roll. And I feel like I can't put those on there because then I also need to have one that says my child could my possibly other child is be average. Ter- yeah, my other child is terribly <laughs> average. Um, well... There's a there's a, a famous quality guru from the eighties that that I was a was a fan of. Well still I guess I am a fan of. And he used to talk about how people didn't understand statistics and how it applied to quality control. But the long story short was, you know, he said that by definition sixty six point six percent of people are average. So everybody wants to be above average and right. not everybody's above average. So um Two-thirds of the people, by statistical definition, on a normal distribution are average. Of the remaining third, one-sixth are below average, and one-sixth are above average. Shit. So it's a pretty small world out there for above average. I mean, if you're proud of your kid, bless your heart, stick her the fuck out of your car. <laughs> bless your heart. You know, but I'm proud to of me, all of my kids, right. and I don't want to plaster it all over my car. Yeah. And I feel like they know I'm proud of them without me sticking a bumper sticker Well, then sticker don't on stick them. the bumper sticker. That's your choice. It's, right? it's all First Amendment. I would never tell somebody not to put a bumper sticker on their car. You bring up some good points about um, potential legal or or physical or somebody getting pissed off or value of the vehicle. I mean, there's a million reasons not to put a bumper sticker on your car. But I would defend anyone's First Amendment right, including the pissing Calvin. um, It's an art form. Because the First Amendment is the First Amendment for the reason. Right. It's the First Amendment. Those of you that are in love with the Second Amendment, pay attention to this part. It's very clear. Let me say it again. The First Amendment's the First Amendment for a reason. It's the First Amendment. And also the Second Amendment has nothing to do with the right to bear arms. But okay. It so talks about got a well regarding militia. But anyway, that's another story. That's George, another story for another. We'll talk about guns another George day. George got so serious. So I brought a prop today oh, prop. to add to our BBB because I like alliteration. So what I brought today for George, I'm reaching in my bag right now. And George is going to just really love this because we're just going to do a quick little exercise it's going to make George so happy. I brought a blindfold. Well, considering that we're 45 minutes into this. That's okay. You have um, plenty to edit. I've so got plenty to edit. I brought a blindfold for oh, George. It's a kitty. George, actually, it's a llama. 
Oh, it's a llama. That's even. George is going to put on the blindfold. Okay. And you All want right. me to touch things? Well, actually, I don't want you to touch things. I just touched the fucking microphone. Okay. That's something else. You did I'm not have to touch edit. the microphone. What I yeah. want to do is I want to take a picture for our listeners because we're going to post it on the website of you wearing this blindfold, and I want you to tell me how you feel right now during this podcast wearing a llama sparkle glitter blindfold. And did you ever think you would do that? Um, I feel no different than I normally feel. And no, I did not think I'd do it, not because I care, <laughs> but because I didn't know there was such a thing as a sparkly glitter llama blindfold. Well, I'm so proud of you for joining me <laughs> today, George, on um, this experiment. Can and I take it off now? I think you should keep Actually, it on for the rest of the day. Is it comfy? It does help not having, I don't have to look you in the eye, so maybe right. Freud was onto something. It could have been. <laughs> okay, thanks, okay. George, for your participation. Yeah, and fuck you too. <laughs> And your and your sparkly llama. No, don't fuck your llama. That would be illegal in many states. Oh my! Okay, you I think there's some states out west where that might not George be. George is liking the llama blindfold. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm digging it, man. Okay, yeah, I'm um, digging it. It's okay, comfy. So it's got like silky shit on the inside. It's just, okay. Isn't it great? I can love I keep it. this? I added the. You can't keep my llama. I added the sparkle Dude, to it. Dude, can you make me one? I can. Yeah, we can for like find nights and like airplane rides. George, because like Andrea has a really boring pink and black one. Yes, yeah, not a It looks like on lingerie. It looks like something you get at Victoria's Secrets, oh, no. but it's but it's for your eyes. It's like, dude, for yeah. your eyes, really? Yeah. You just need to sex up your 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 face mask, but the the llama. You like the multicolored I'm, poofs at the top, George? Don't care. They're I can't see them. Orange, when the shit's on my blue, eyes, purple. guess what? You that's your problem. That's you know, as Mayor Pete would say, you know. And this was always my argument when I get, when I got kicked out of Bible school. Same argument Mayor Pete uses about being gay. It's like the problem you have is with your creator because you know it's like this. I got this over my eyes, and people are you looking at this. Anything. So your problem is with what you see, not with what I'm projecting. Right. Okay. I get that. It makes sense, and I really like the way it ended this particular episode. I All think right. It was fun. Triple B. Absolutely. Well, triple B plus an extra little B in there for the blindfold. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I got it. Yeah. Be for I'm a little slow. I like to bring props, George. I think they're fun. Yeah. Well, who knows? I'd edit that. Props. I'd had to edit that last part out of one of your, your, <laughs> your interview about props. We'll just, we'll just call them props. We'll just call them props. Okay. Okay. Well, George, I think this was a okay. great show. And remember, be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Good show. Good show. All right. Thanks for listening. The theme music is courtesy of Mr. Scruff. Some photography is courtesy of Photographs by Andrea. Talk in Turns and its content is produced by George Knapp and Lacey Atkinson and is protected by a copyright and therefore any misuse, redistribution, or copying of the content without the expressed written consent of the producers is most likely illegal. Please don't steal our stuff. The opinions expressed on Talk in Turns are solely those of the speaking participants and in no way reflect the opinions of our employers, partners, sponsors, associates, or affiliated groups. 
These include but are not limited to RSI Incorporated and photographs by Andrea. Look for us on the web at Facebook and Instagram and be sure to check out our website at www.talkinterns.com. That's T-A-L-K-N-T-U-R-N-S dot com. And remember, be kind to yourself.